Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, everybody, Patrick Connor here, and welcome to the Knuckles and Gloves podcast. I'm here with my guy, Eris Pina, CompuBox operator and just, you know, fellow fight fanatic. Bro, how are you? Doing good, man. Still on a high from the weekend. How about yourself? I'm still on a high from the other shit. But yeah, dude, we're here to, <laughs> we're here to talk about yeah. some Saul Canelo Alvarez versus Dimitri Bivol coming up this weekend, bro. Man, like I was saying, we just... We just recapped Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano and Shakur Stevenson versus uh, Oscar Valdez. And I mean, we're just, we're just pivoting right over and doing the preview of the following weekend. Cause there's, it's just jam packed dude. I mean, it's at week after week, this is that time of year where it starts ramping up and I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. To be a fight fan right now in the beginning of, um, uh, during, um, springtime right now up until early summer you can't beat it it's pretty awesome and like you said everything is just kind of each week each week each week back to back to back we're having all kinds of incredible shows and after the success of last week with uh katie taylor and amanda serrano and shakur stevenson's dominant performance now we're going in with the uh, best fighter in the world consensus pound for pound and what can what a lot of people are considering this might be his toughest challenge so yeah there's a lot of excitement a lot of buzz in the air right now and it's honestly, it's pretty difficult to, it's pretty difficult to argue. I mean, as far as the pound for pound claim, I mean, again, it's subjective. It's a big, it's an argument all the time. So nothing's ever definitive when you're talking about pound for pound lists, but I think it's pretty tough to argue that he's the top dog right now, given what he's been able to accomplish in the last year or two. Uh, it's, it's been pretty significant, you know, uh, completely unifying at 168 pounds after already having won at uh, 175 pounds and then now stepping back up to 175 pounds and taking on yet another very significant, uh, you know, light heavyweight, in, in this case, a champion. Obviously, we use we can use that word kind of loosely sometimes, but this is big stuff. Um, it, just what he's been doing, what, what Canelo Alvarez has been doing is... It, it is throwback stuff. Um, I mean, I, I wish we could see fighters fighting like the 10, 12, 15 times a year if it could make sense and all that stuff. But he's he's coming about as close to that as we can get. Absolutely, man. It's total throwback stuff. Like the last time we've seen a guy consistently challenge himself the way he has, um, you can go back to like James Tony or so. Like Tony didn't have the success that Alvarez is having right now, but uh, he was willing to always throw his hat in the ring and stay active and try to, you know, like a throwback type fighter. It's very, very rare this now um, in this type of era where everybody's all about money, all about trying to pick and choose. And if the, if it makes dollars, then it makes sense. And usually it doesn't because of what side of the street they play on, whether you're on the zone, whether you're at Showtime, Eddie Hearn, Al Heyman, yada, yada, yada. Boxing business is very, very confusing and convoluted and just screwed up. Like we suffer as boxing fans. 
lately we've been, we've been doing good though. You know, we've been having a lot of good fights and fights are starting to be made and people are starting to figure out that, you know what, like this shit needs to be done and it's starting to be done. Like this is a big fight. Canelo is one of those guys though, that kind of transcends all of that. You know, he, there's not many fighters out there that can do that. Floyd Mayweather was one of them. And there's been others of recent history that have been able to reach that level Pacquiao and such, but Canelo is at that level where he's above the networks. He's above promoters. Hell, he's above the belts. He likes to collect belts, but I mean, he's really above that if he wants to be. Like, he commands the top dollar. He's the biggest prize in the sport. He's the biggest star in the sport. And he's the best fighter in the sport because look at his resume and he's deserving of all that. So the fact that he can just kind of cherry pick and do whatever he wants to do, and instead of deciding to do that, he goes out and seeks the toughest challenges that he wants to secure with his legacy. And as for boxing fans, that's pretty awesome because it's not like he's going... Not only is he like unifying divisions like he did at the super middleweight for the first time ever, um, or fight um, Triple G at middleweight and, you know, have success over there and then move up to light heavyweight to knock out Kovalev and whatever he's doing. Like Canelo is making, is doing stuff that we haven't seen in a very, very, very long time. And this is a huge challenge that he's picking up. Bevo is not a type of guy that a lot of people have been clamoring to fight. Um, he's supremely talented, he's in his prime. And he has a style that is very, very dis- difficult to beat. And for all those factors, Canelo said, I want to fight him. And that's pretty awesome. And what's also easy to forget in this equation, and also it's just crazy in its own right, is that this is like the in-betweener fight, bro. This is the build-up yeah, fight yeah, yeah. to the, to the to third. The, the third Triple G fight. Yeah, what? And I think that's, but that's, that's the point is that's the kind of thing that you're not going to see from a whole lot of fighters these days. The Dimitri Bivol fight would be in the position that the third Golovkin fight would be. And this fight would be some scrub or somebody who's perhaps not a scrub, but like is going to give some rounds or something like that. Absolutely. It's a tune-up fight. Like what you used to see when guys like Chavez or Delaware or whatever them were getting ready for a big pay-per-view fight, they would usually have one of their other fights against mandatory challenger or a contender or whatever a fight on the same card yeah. against two guys exactly. they could totally beat or something like when trinidad knocked out larry barnes and uh pernell whitaker beat jake rodriguez for instance yeah, that was when that was when pernell got him with the body shots right yep totally yep. whitaker was a vicious dude man very very vicious. underrated body puncher but like oh, just like God. a lot of those dudes who say they who they say have no power a lot of them are underrated body punchers totally and you got guys too that like if they're gonna before their big big fight they fight a total patsy like think of the doubleheader that Delahoya and Chavez had on HBO that was televised Delahoya fight Daryl Tyson who was a washed up contender at that point tough guy in the eighties and early nineties about the time he fought Oscar he was completely finished and then Chavez fought Scott Pink Cat Walker a dude with an old fifties Elvis hairstyle pink trunks. Um, from Arizona, and his biggest um, name, to, na- uh, name for his game was um, being a completely washed comeback in Alexis Arguello. And I think that's how he ended up getting a fight like with Chavez. That dude's still getting free drinks wherever he goes, guaranteed in oh, Arizona. Absolutely. Guaranteed. <laughs> that, you know, it's, that's what's crazy about this is that he's, is that Canelo's using this is the kind of, is the tune-up where, and I think that it, it bears repeating. Like you said, dude, Dimitri Bivol is no slouch. He's a very skilled fighter. He's a guy who was a Russian uh, national champion as an amateur. He was a European, I think, like under 22 or whatever it is, national or, uh, or European 
champion as an amateur, had a ton of amateur fights, kind of, um, in, at least in terms of accomplishments and experience, fits the mold of a lot of uh, either Russian or post-Soviet country fighters that we've seen in recent years who started boxing at a very young age, competed on the kind of like either national or international level for a long time, had a shitload of fights, know what the fuck they're doing, you know, and, and almost like don't need a trainer at this point. You know, they've, they've done this. This is their life. Uh, like a Lomachenko, like a, like a, you know, Usyk or some, somebody like that. I don't want to just start, you know, drawing comparisons between all of these dudes as if they're one and the same. But the point is that he has a lot of experience and his style is not easy also because whereas some of these other fighters, some other, you know, quote unquote, Soviet fighters have been knocked for being stiff or being robotic, European, having an upright style. He doesn't have that style. A number of the fighters we've seen in recent years move their head a lot, have incorporated those kind of Western techniques or whatever you want to call them into their game. And Dimitri Bivol is one of those guys. You know, he alters his tempo a lot, you know, uses his feet. One thing that he does not have going for him, though, against uh, Canelo is that he's not a super tall guy. He's like 5'11", 6 foot, something like that. And Canelo is not that tall either. He's like 5'8" five nine but they're not that far they're not that far ahead in height either like when you see them compare themselves head to head like Bebo's a bigger guy but like you said height wise canelo usually when he goes like when he first when he fought kovalev kovalev towered over him to a degree you know this is not gonna be the same thing so yeah and and so i think that uh the potential for a guy sitting there controlling him with a jab from the outside like kovalev was able to do for some of those rounds i mean Again, like I'm not trying to take it back to the Kovalev fight because we all know how it ended up. But Kovalev had some serious success over the first half of that fight. And Canelo had to find a way to make that knockout happen, which, again, he did. That was fucking brutal. But regardless, um, I'm not entirely sure it's going to be that kind of thing where he's like, you know, slowly catching up to Bivol. I think this is going to be a little bit more of a chess match than people realize. And it's going to be maybe even frustrating because there's going to be a lot of like twitching, a lot of, a lot of skills going on in there that sometimes aren't apparent. You know, I, I don't know that Canelo is going to have the chance to really just walk this guy down. It, it, like you said, man, Bevo has good feet. He has good foot movement. He knows how to move. He knows how to box and move. And with his amateur style and just his fundamentals being so sound the way they are, he's going to be a challenge for Canelo, especially because Alvarez is not the type of guy who's, very active in the ring either you know what i mean he can he doesn't throw a lot of punches but he's extremely accurate in everything he does everything has a purpose for what he throws and nothing is really ever wasted with him you know and he's incredibly good at cutting off the ring too it's not so much how much punches he throws it's the pressure he just exerts on you anyways with the way he cuts it off and keeps on moving on you and then landing those perfectly timed shots here and there which obviously hurt and add up after a while before he sets it up and takes you out but it's going to be up to Bevel for that matter to really not like, not let that happen. You know what I mean? Stay off the ropes, stay light and like, you know, Canelo trying to pressure him because you get the sense that Canelo's going to be the one moving forward, trying to be like, you'd think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a guy that moves backward too much and Bevel being the boxer that he is, will probably allow that to happen. But it's just going to be fascinating to see that <clears throat> as opposed to Kovalev, like you said, who had a lot of success with his jab, and moving, you know, throughout the first half of the fight against Alvarez, 
Um, but he's Kovalev also came in that fight as damaged goods to a degree, you know? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, like he was, it was a really quick turnaround from the really, really tough fight that he had with Yardi. Um, he was already kind of past it to begin with, with the fights with Gord and everything, his outside of the ring issues. Like there was a little bit of reason why Canelo picked him as well. Like, you know, even though it was a big fight and everything like that, like I think they knew what they were getting themselves into when they were going to dip the waters in light heavyweight. And it ended up being really good as a pick because that's exactly how they probably how they figured it went out ended up happening but Bevel is a different different proposition here like he's completely in his prime he hasn't really taken a beating in the ring um he hasn't had a lot of pro fights yet but of all the fights he's had it's been against really sound competition and he's come out unscathed in all of it including you know like a guy against joe smith who's a current champion now and he pretty much whitewashed him and um what's his name um the cuban fighter sullivan barrera and a few others yep yeah, lennon castillo yeah. uh, isaac chalemba like i mean he's so, he's yeah, fought he a good amount of good veteran light heavyweights out there yeah it's it's not to say that it's the strongest light heavyweight division we've ever seen or anything like that but he's gone through much of the division or much of the division in the last several years but i will say that is kind of the other side of this and I think that that's, you know, another potential opening for Canelo. I don't think that he's going to be relying on this. He's not going to be relying on the potential or the the possibility that Dimitri Bivol is rusty. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really get, you know, I don't think he's that kind of fighter. He's going to be, he's going to plan for it other ways. But Bivol might be rusty. Um, you know, he's looking at this, I guess I just was surprised that it's been that long. He got the interim wba light heavyweight title in 2016 like i i didn't realize it had been that long like i mean i you know know come to think of it you're actually you're right because there was a time i don't i don't remember what fight it was but i went to hbo to work one of his fights like early on when he became interim champion it was like in monaco or somewhere somewhere out there and i remember it was an afternoon show i walked in and he he scored a knockout within like 30 seconds of the first round and I was just like, that was the easiest work I've ever had in my life. And I just went about my business for the rest of the day. It it literally, yeah. I mean, I guess I just, he's 31 years old. Canelo's 31 years old. Canelo also had a significant amateur career, although so although I don't think nearly as extensive as Dimitri Bivol's. Mm-hmm. But he's fought 61 times. He's 31. Dimitri Bivol is fought 19 times, although, again, had a shitload of amateur experience. So there is kind of like that possibility, I suppose. There's the, the possibility of burnout and having, you know, done this so much, Bivol, that is, that, you know, he just, I guess, it doesn't have it or something like that. Or there's also the possibility that having been fairly inactive as a pro over the last handful of years, I mean, over most of his career, really, um, I suppose that could catch up to him too, I guess. Um, he seems fairly professional. So again, I wouldn't rely on it, but that's, that's something that I would be, I guess, concerned about if I were in his corner or rooting for him or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know why we haven't really seen him. I know he's had a handful of injuries and I know they've been trying to like get him and better BF to, you know, they've been trying to aim those two at each other for a long ass time, but it's like just not happening. And better BF has also had several injuries. So the light heavyweight division, you know, at the very, very top has been a little bit snake bitten by, by those two. 
But anyway, it sounds like Canelo's marching in here to try to make something of it. Hey, I'm all for it, man. He, um, when they when they told him and when they asked him too originally about the fight, he, I think he feels that Bevel might be the tougher proposition. Hence why he picked him, like stylistically wise. I don't know if that's going to be the case, man, because that would be, be an I mean, absolute monster puncher himself. That's, I think, the, uh-huh. yeah, that's, I think, the the X factor with better BF is that it's just more of a, you can't get hit by him, you know? Totally not. And he's the same thing with Canelo. He's not, he's a pressure fighter who's going to come forward. He's not going to be intimidated or try to be pushed back by him. That's a whole, that's a whole other different fight stylistically than what Bevel pro- uh, brings to the table. But, Bevel's style is going to be really tough for Canelo. I mean, we've seen this before. We've also mentioned, oh, how is, it, how is Canelo going to be able to handle this? Guy's a boxer. He does this, yada, yada, yada. And then kind of does what he does in every fight. He just beats the hell out of a guy. People were wondering if Caleb Plant and his style was going to give Canelo um, a lot of... Yeah, I thought that it could. And, yeah. he, and he just got... He's like been in the zone, dude. Like he's, It's almost like he's, he's hit some switch. And he's got now. A- and you can, even when you listen to him in his interviews and everything, he's so supremely confident. He's like, I have no intention to retire. I still have six, seven, eight years in my career to go, which means he's, he's planning on fighting until he's probably about 37. And yeah, if this is the way he keeps on going with the pace that he's going right now, I mean, and the way he's taking care of himself, it's going to be a long time until he slows down. I mean, I know he's had like knee issues in the past and other stuff, and I can see, you know, various things like that eventually creeping up on him over the years. But for now, I mean, he's fighting at his absolute peak of his power. So anyone that he's going against obviously is going to be an underdog. I mean, we've gotten to the point now of Canelo mania that people are like, you know, um, prognosticating against how he would do against heavyweights. (laughs) I I mean, like if he really wanted to move up and fight Trevor Bryan, do you think he would lose that fight? Mickey or Walker, Nadal, bro. Charles, one of those dudes. Mickey Walker. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Canelo is Mickey Walker. I'm just saying that. Oh, you're not going by the freckles and red hair and the whole. <laughs> All right, fine. Fuck, I guess he is <laughs> Mickey Walker. <laughs> but you know, well, I mean, think about it. Former welterweight, former middleweight. Um, he might. I mean, he's already talked about going to cruiserweight. Well, considering he was planning on fighting Makabu. At one point for the title before that, I guess, imploded. Well, I thought I thought that even light heavyweight would be out of reach, considering that he's just mm-hmm. not very big. So, and I was wrong about that. So at this point, it, it's kind of like after a while, it's, it was like me after a while picking against Hopkins. I just stopped doing it. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to stop picking against Bernard Hopkins. I, I'm tired of feeling like shit every time he wins. <laughs> but it's the also, same thing you have to understand like to add to add to that point to beat canelo by decision in vegas or wherever is near next to impossible to see that's going to be tough yeah that's the only guy tough. that was able to do it was mayweather think about that that fight was a majority decision yeah and it was, yeah, was not a still, what was it what's her name cj ross gave it a gave it a draw but in yeah. you know i guess i don't want to call it fairness but the <laughs> The, the rubber band effect of that was that they literally like bullied her out of the sport. So, <laughs> ouch, dude, I got to ask though. All right. So with Canelo and Bevel, I don't think there's any question, at least between you and I, that this is a top level fight, that this is the kind of fight that it's not. Um, I mean, I wish that it had a slightly stronger supporting card, but regardless, the main event is strong, very strong. And even so, 
and I don't want to amplify this contingent because I think that there's like a tendency to do that type of shit. Like, you know, you see like five people say something on social media and all of a sudden in your brain's just like a large percentage of fans are thinking this. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. You just saw five people. But nonetheless, I have seen people say, well, what about fighting Benavides? Like, why is he ducking Benavides? Why isn't oh, he fighting yeah. Charlo? Charlo. You know, why is he Why is he ducking Charlo? And I mean, I guess, well, what, what do you say to that? Like, do you feel like he's actually ducking these foos or what, what's no, going on here? Not at all. Absolutely not. How Canelo you... is one, like I said from the, at the beginning now, he's at the point in time where he's allowed to pick and choose who he wants. Look at his track record. Look who he's fought. Does it look like he's ducked anybody? He's fought everybody that there is to fight or more or less in for the past, for the past decade. Even when he was uh, um, as an up and comer, he still has like past names, like Mosley or such on his, on his ledger. Like, He's fought everybody that there is to fight. He hasn't ducked anyone. He's moved up and he's taken challenges that most people wouldn't take. Like That's him true. fighting Bevel is a big, is a big, big step for him. Sure, I would love to see him fight um, Jamel Charlo. I mean, who wouldn't? That would be like a very exciting fight. But I think that's a fight that Canelo would probably win rather easily. Um, same thing if he fought Benavides at this moment. Like Canelo's looking for the guys I think that's really pushing his button plus. You know, he's looking for, like, things that most guys, like you said, not normally would do. Jumping up the light heavyweight at his size and the way he looks is, a, is more of a challenge for him, I think, as opposed to going <clears throat> fighting a guy at middleweight where he's already, like, done that terrain. Like, he finds it more intriguing in my mind, I think. In my opinion, I think. He finds stuff like that more intriguing moving up a division to challenge guys bigger than him who are highly skilled as opposed to going back to old water and doing what he does, even though Charlo is, you know – big-time champion in his division, clamoring everybody who wants to see him. Benavides is another one. And he's, it's just kind of like, you know, where he wants to go with it. It's not because he's like, oh, if I fight this guy, it's less of a danger or whatever. I think he's just looking for the best challenges and what intrigues him more. A fight with Bevel intrigued him more. That's the name of the game there. Yeah, it's it's pretty absurd to try to slate him for taking on a fight against Dimitri Bevel, who's, again, highly skilled, a difficult fight, and a big fight. The one that a lot of people aren't going to be trying to seek out. Yeah. This, is a, it, this is a big fight. Yeah. And it's a big fight. So, like, I mean, I, it doesn't make any sense to knock him for taking on that fight. And on top of that, I mean, I guess just to kind of, like, go to the uh, the Charlo stuff. Like, that to me, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense as far as the ducking Charlo. He's already kind of left middleweight behind. I don't think there's any question about that. But then when it comes to Benavides and not to get on Benavides' case... But he's already, I think, shown that he's not super dependable. <laughs> I mean, like with all due respect to him, like he's not the kind of guy that's it's very easy to make the fight and make sure that he can stay in weight and out of trouble and stuff like that, because there's already been some issues with that. So it sounded like Canelo was not really willing to take that chance when that came up. And so, I, think I mean, not to, fight. I don't want to defend Canelo too hard, but I mean, it just to me, it doesn't make sense to say that he's ducking these fights. No, I don't think he, he's just one of those fighters that aren't a ducker in, in general. Like Pacquiao wasn't a ducker and others of those ilk. Like, and when you know they seek out challenges all the time and they're trying to add to their legacy as opposed to just wondering, oh, you know, I'd like to fight him, but I got to talk to my advisors. You know, we got to put up the money, not enough money. You know what I'm worth. He's not worth that. We can't do 50-50, yada, yada, yada. Like, that's what these guys separate. That's what separates Canelo from the rest of the, like, this generation of fighters, you know? And 
I can almost see it in the sense, too, that he's waiting to see, well, why don't they fight each other, which he kind of said. Let all these guys kind of fight each other, and then whoever comes out on top can fight me. Like, he's seeking out his own challenges. Benavidez and Charlo are both with the PVC, you know, both with Heyman, Heyman, both fight on Showtime, Fox, whatever it may be. And obviously, there's a lot of bad blood there. They almost came to blows, I think, at the the Spence pay-per-view, right? Wasn't there a skirmish between them ringside? It's uh, yeah, it sounded like it. So that's a fight I'd love to see. That's a very, very intriguing fight. All right. Both of those are at the same skill level almost. I mean, like Benavides is very, very highly skilled, but like you said, he's just kind of a basket case and is very unreliable. Um, Charlo was a basket case in his own self, but it's awesome the way he does it. And he channels that energy into the ring, which makes his all of his fights must see because you just either because he's not that hard to outbox sometimes for a while. Like Charlo is like as good as he is at you know, as good as skilled as he is and how hard he hits. Some of his one-dimensionalness can, you know, he can be outboxed for a little bit, same with his brother. But he still has that factor where he can end a fight with one punch and just kind of flat. And once he hurts you, he takes you out. So there's a lot of, you know, layers and factors, the bad blood going on in that fight. Like, I'd love to see that. And that seems like a fight that could be easily made eventually. Whoever comes out of that and wants to fight Canelo then, you know, depending on where he is, that's probably be the fight to make. But until then, I guess, you know, he's doing his business at late heavyweight and with Triple G. It's like Canelo said, dude, you want payday? You want payday? <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, you know, I, again, I'm not trying to just like... Everybody get, wants a payday. Hell yeah. Everybody and I get it. But, uh, but I think that he has a point. And again, I don't want to just come off as like defending Canelo to the death, but I think he has a point here, dude. Because I think that like he's saying that if this if this group of fighters like this these divisions are not like i mean ultra deep but they're deep enough that there are several contenders some of the contenders could fight each other and there's no reason why they couldn't but aren't because they want to fight him again i get it like it's like they're saving themselves because if they lose they're not going to get that shot we know how this works but if you're not going to take that chance why is he going to you know why is he going to pick you if you're not bold enough to fucking do that shit, why, why do you deserve it? And that's kind of like what he's saying. And I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the perspective of fighters who want the payday, but why, why, why are you going to get it? Why is Demetrius Andrade? And I mean, I, I feel bad because it just, he just had an injury and his fight just got postponed and that should have been a pretty good, a pretty good fight for him. But again, now he's going to have to wait even longer. And what has he done? To get a fight with Canelo, for instance, not much, well, bro. Show up at his press conference and yell at him. That's What's what that? Show up at his press conference and yell at him with his dad. <laughs> get the fuck out of here! Yeah, no, it's not gonna work, bro. <laughs> I mean, again, like I like Andre, um, New Bedford, Providence, the connection over there, whatever. But let's you know, you got to be real about it. Like you just said, what has he done to deserve a fight with him? I mean, he's still undefeated. He's still, you know, world champion and all that other stuff. But, like, no one is clamoring for a fight with him. No one is clamoring for a fight with Alvarez. Yeah, not even his own kind of, promoter. Not no, even his no, own promoter. That's why he's leaving him. I think that's why he's leaving Hearn. Because Hearn said that he wanted to make big fights for Andrade. And for whatever reason, he couldn't do it. No one's clamoring to fight him. It's just, it's sad to see because he's wasted years over the years. And the career that he potentially could have had with the skills he has is clearly not going to happen now. Yeah, he he spoke up. Uh, he spoke up about it, but a little too late is the problem. Totally. Um, and if he gets that big fight now, it probably is going to be too little, too late. 
you know, because he's already been showing signs of like slowing down in some of his past fights. Yeah. I wish the best for him, but it's it I don't doesn't seem like it's there. But back to you know Canelo, I think that this is the kind of fight though. Uh, let's, I'll ask you what you think, who you think is going to win in just a, in just a sec. But this is the kind of fight I think where the winner comes out of this. I mean. I mean, I'm just thinking of the potential of of you know both guys. The winner comes out of this sitting really pretty, and yeah, I don't know, man. I think that this is a really, really competitive fight. Who do you think takes it? Um, you got to go with Alvarez. I mean, I'm still no matter what. Um, I think Alvarez, like you said, he's working on full gear right now, all peaks of his powers, and. When you're that good of a fighter, and he is, he's a future Hall of Famer and everything else, like, he's just the best of our generation. When you're that good, honestly, like, you can't go against the great like that. And Bivol's going to give him a tough fight. I don't think it's going to be easy at all. Um, it's going to be a fascinating fight for a little while. But once I think Canelo, he, he, he's the type of guy, I'm not going to use, say, oh, he's downloading information or anything stupid like that. But each <laughs> round, he's like, you know, he's getting more and more warmed up to the occasion. You know what I it's mean? It's true. And yeah, he, he is though. Yeah, yeah. He totally is. Like each round, he warms up to the occasion. He gets more and he gets more relaxed. He's just watching everything you do. He starts picking and choosing things, and then he starts going to work because he knows what works for him. After, and then, like I said, before you know it, by uh, like round six, round seven, he's totally in full gear at that point. And now you're starting to get, and now you're starting to drown. So, I don't know if that's going to happen. This fight, I actually expected to go to distance, but. I think, you know, Canelo, after some early adjustments, will probably end up pounding out a t- uh, decision. I think that's a, I think it's a, an extremely good call. And I think that that's probably what I'm going to go with too. Um, yeah. I can't, I just have a tough time envisioning, you know, Dimitri Bivol is sturdy. He's not tall, but he's, he's sturdy. He's, he's a very sturdy light heavyweight. At least he looks that way. Um, unless I'm missing a fight and I've seen, I think just about all of his fights that have been broadcast here in the U S that I can think of. I don't specifically recall him getting, you know, hurt to the point where I'd be like, ah, well, you know, Canelo can catch up to that very easily. Yeah. I think only Joe Smith was the one that kind of buzzed him at one point. Right. Yeah. And Joe Smith is a big light heavyweight big, puncher big, big puncher too. Yeah. So that's yeah, not, not the most skilled guy on the planet, but can punch no question. Totally. And Canelo's not not at light heavyweight that we've seen that kind of puncher. You know, he's more of a kind of like work up to that, you know, break you down type of guy. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to get fucking hit by him. But point is, you know, he's not a. Yeah, uh, you watch those videos where he punches those water bags with his uppercuts and hooks, and just ah, ah, yeah. So I, I watched that video of that fight where he destroyed Callum Smith's arm. Holy uh-huh. shit, bro. We're talking Marciano, Lauren, uh, Roland, Lestarza type. Yeah, pound on the and get no the thanks. welt and lumps growing on it and yeah, blood no thank you. whatever. <laughs> no, nah, I'm straight, dude. Now, nah, this is this is the kind of fight I think where uh, it's going to be tactical and then assuming this is like you kind of alluded to, the, the quintessential Saul Canelo Alvarez fight, uh, he's going to start to kind of catch up maybe break him down but not i don't think he's going to get to the point of stopping him um my guess is that canelo will start to try to figure it out or figure something out but it's tough to call dude i think this is a very tough uh, fight for both fighters totally 
And that's why Alvarez chose it because he knows this is going to be a challenge for him. It's not going to be a walk in the park to walk, you know, grab this fight, quick belt, and then consider yourself the man of the division. This is like picking out one of the toughest guys out there. If it's not going to be, um, better be if, you know, Bevel's right, you know, the next guy. And like you said, man, to pick this guy as a tune-up, as a tune-up for the third uh, Triple G fight, more or less, is like wild. Well, you know, again, and if he beats him, dude, he's going to be a massive favorite to to beat the crap out of Golovkin. I'd imagine. I mean, he's already a massive favorite, probably after uh, Golovkin's performance against Morata. Yeah, you know? dude. So yeah, and then if he beats Bevel, it's just going to be like I, I would imagine there there is going to be contingent people saying, "Why are we doing this? It's pointless." You know, I mean, totally, totally. Shit, but me a lot about that, but like, I'm fine I, with the fight, but we'll hear that for sure. Absolutely, but as we've discussed before as well you know, for whatever reason, guys get extra motivated for that last hurrah when they know it's their last chance against somebody. But in true. Performance that kind of exceeds what everyone thinks. Golovkin might be capable of that. We don't know yet. But um, Bevel, you know, he knows this is his big moment. He's coming in. Like, we've seen, like, he looks big for this fight already, too. The way he's been training, um, the training photos we've seen, the videos that we've seen, stuff like that. He's looking in supremely good shape as is Alvarez. So both guys are coming in at absolute their peaks right now, man. This is going to be a really, really good fight. Might not be the most exciting fight because like you said, man, both guys, it might be more of a chess match. Alvarez isn't a person that throws a ton of punches. Beevil's more of a boxer as opposed to like going out there and trying to, you know, take you out. So yeah, they're just going to try to ex- execute their styles on each other. But if you're into that and you should be because this is one of those fights that shouldn't be boring about. Yeah, it's, it's gonna high be level. Intense, but yeah, it's gonna be very, very high level chess being played right there, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I, I wish that there were slightly better support on the the undercard. Unfortunately, probably. I mean, the, most... the days of Don King are long, and people actually giving a shit about a good undercard are well, long. Oh man. And it seemed as though it was put together somewhat quickly too. Like, I mean, as far as when it was announced and when it was happening, it was put together somewhat quickly, not to excuse them, but also in the last, I don't know, I think it was today actually, but in the last day or so, Philip Hergovich had to pull out of the fight against Zilil Zhang. So unfortunately that was like the most intriguing fight on the undercard and that kind of got- That definitely was intriguing. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know what they're going to be able to do for Zhang in the meantime, you know, with under a week, but hopefully it's something worthwhile. Either way, look, we're not really, we're not really watching this for the undercard anyway. This is the Canelo show and we're watching this to see what the hell he can do against Dimitri Bivol. So- Man, it's it's gonna be a hell of a ride, I think. Yeah, man, I'm totally down for it, bro. It's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be a good um the momentum that we carried from last week is carried on to this one. Alvarez Bing's on the fan. Uh the fans, all the sports world is gonna be unboxing on Saturday night when Alvarez fights because he is the biggest attraction in the sport and can't wait to see what unfolds. I think Alvarez is gonna pull it out, but it's gonna be a tough fight, you know. Yeah, I I fully agree. I fully agree. Which reminds me, before we get out of here, before we close this up, actually, you and I, but we'll I'll say who when we confirm this, but we'll be over at ppv.com this weekend on Saturday watching Canelo Bevel, and there's going to be a live chat. Like I said, there's going to be some special guests. I already confirmed some. I'll say them later on, but hopefully you guys are also able to join us. If you are watching from home, go to ppv.com. They're not affiliated with the show in any way, but we'll be there. I just want to encourage people to be there and hang out. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, Eris, dude, I appreciate you, uh, you know, previewing this 
bodacious fight with me, bro. All the time, man. This was a good time as always. And um, enjoy the fights, everyone. It's going to be a good one. Totally. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. If you listened in via podcast app, throw us a subscribe, subscription, however you want to say that in plain English, if you would, please uh, leave a comment, you know, ask questions. Those things are appreciated. If you watched on YouTube, also subscribe, leave a comment, you know, any questions, we'll answer them. Uh, oh, yeah. And on all the other, you know, social media stuff, Knuckles and Gloves is on Facebook, Instagram. We are individually on Twitter. For instance, my buddy Eris is on Twitter as Punch Zone Eris. Me, Patrick Connor, I'm there as Patrick M. Connor. That's it. Everybody enjoy the fights. Eris, we'll talk, bro. Have a good one. Peace out, people. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.